wine. Didn't you get some of that homemade butter beer earlier? Yeah, I drank it all before I ate dinner, and now my mouth wants any liquid. <laughs> hey, why are we talking about butter beer? <gasps> because <laughs> the fourth episode we watched for the Snob Spooktober was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That transition Ooh. was as good as Alfonso Cuarón's in this movie. Directed by Alfonso Alfonso Cuaron. Um, yeah, he's getting a pat good, on the huh? back from from Ethan. Wow! Thank you, Ethan. You get the pat. Um, you get the pat. And uh, yeah, I chose it because it's kind of the first Harry Potter movie that gets a little dark, a little spooky, darker color palette. Um, but before we start, Harry Potter is quite well. Actually, I want to introduce all our guests first. To our, my left, I have Jared Kloppenstein. He's What's not a guest. Up, Potters. Two. Jared's left. We have Eric Peterson. Also not a guest. I know. But you are just on the <laughs> podcast. Ricky Wickham. <laughs> Ethan Hasso. And then, for the first time ever, hey, we have our first married couple <gasps> ever on hey. the podcast. Dun, Micah dun, and Caitlin yes. Houghton. Yes. Hello. Proud of you for saying our name right, Caleb. Oh, well, you know, I've had some practice. <laughs> Thanks for being here, hey, guys. I'm proud of you. It's, it's not Houghton. Not Houghton. <laughs> Made that mistake. And not your first time on the podcast, is it? This is true. I was a witness uh, in, in Caleb's In a year. crime. This is true. Michael, we thank you so much for that because that really made the difference. Although I didn't actually swear in, so I don't know how legit it was. Oh, in Film Snob Court, it was honorable testimony. You swear on the, in, on the Criterion uh, collection of Tree of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Terrence. Nice. Sir Terrence is our cinematic Bible. <laughs> it's not far off. Um, That's fun. Before, That's fun. So before we get into the movie, uh, Harry Potter is quite a beloved franchise. People have very strong opinions, um, some positive, um, some negative. But I would like to go around and get everyone's uh, relationship with Harry Potter, books, movies, otherwise. What's your kind of um, your experience with Harry Potter? It's complicated. You said relationship. Yeah. Okay. Explain more. How's it complicated? (laughs) Jared? Yeah, I'll start off. I was was a reader as a young child. I'd I'd get myself in line at the library to get the book and then eventually would buy them when they came out. I also saw all the movies in theater, I believe, except for maybe the second. I might not have seen that one in the theater. And you know what? Some people say if you grow up with something, it makes you like it more. I disagree. I think this is just quality stuff all around. It's probably the best modern children's book series that I can think of by a long shot. It's probably the best movie franchise of all time if you take into fact quality um, and quantity Mm -hmm. because it's very well made and there's eight of them or like a trilogy, there's only three. So... Uh, it's just so good. I love Harry Potter. I'm un- unashamed about it. I think it will stand the test of time, um, but I've never dressed up as him. Why don't you share your house as well at this point? Oh, oh, I've taken many Harry Potter quizzes over the years. You have? And on Pottermore, which is the <laughs> top <laughs> official one, mm-hmm. um, I always get the same one in Pottermore and elsewhere. I'm a Gryffindor. Wow. Wow. That's rawr, big. Rawr. Brave, 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 brave. Eric, go ahead. Relationship and house. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say pretty similar. <laughs> <in> my house. <laughs> I uh, just got a house recently. So <gasps> congratulations. But you mean, but you mean Congrats. my uh, my my house? Yes, yes. Um, no, I, I I'm kind of like Jared. I was I grew up reading the books. Um, and having to fight over them with uh, not just my siblings but my mother, uh, we would all be reading. We would all be reading the books, <laughs> and so it was like it was literally like my turn on the TV, but it was for a book. It was the most bizarre thing because um, we only got one copy, and we would always kind of get it when it like first came out. Um, and I remember this movie's trailer hitting. And I remember like wa- watching the trailer in like my public library. I don't know why. <laughs> I was. I have this. Hey, my name's Eric. These- I go to the public library to watch trailers for movies I want to see. I must have been like a sophomore in high school. It was like 2003, I think, when it when it probably dropped or something. I have no. I have. Don't ask me why, but it's like it's in my head. Like I remember being in the library and like watching it on one of the. Was that like pre YouTube, where you'd have to go to the like movies official <laughs> website to find the? Maybe the I had crappy dial up and I needed to go to my library. <laughs> but I just remember being so excited for this movie, and I think I remember the trailer coming out way before um, it was releasing. Uh, I think it was like nearly a year or something so i was just like waiting for this movie to come out um i loved it but i did the really really bad thing and i read the book i reread the book right before watching the movie um and this is really disjointed with the book Hmm. i do not recommend reading this book right before the movie because there's stuff like he gets the firebolt at the end of the movie. Like you read it just this week, is what? Like in the last week? Is no, what no, no. Saying? Like when I when I when I watched it for the first oh, I time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I that happens. I, hey, I disagree. Go read the book. Well, before, like, well let's not get into the movie yet. Let's yeah. just stick with your. Don't get into yeah, you're, it, Eric. You're, you're oh, okay. The question. Let's uh, stick no, with your relationship and now your house. Uh, I'm a Gryffindor. Really? I've red hair. It's it's automatic. Totally be Hufflepuff. Dude, Lion House. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not Hufflepuff. Puff. No, you're a Hufflepuff and you're Bicky. You're angry about it. <laughs> Ricky the Bick. What's wrong with Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's great. What you got? Go read the like the like titles for Hufflepuff and it's like what we should all strive for. Truffle. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Ricky. I remember the first movie coming out and I was in first grade, I believe, so that might oh. age gap me and Eric. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Um, oh. Yeah, so I remember that coming out and it was like massive. I remember like one of my friends, also named Ricky, uh, had like this massive Harry Potter birthday party and he mm-hmm. had like the all the, the he had like the wand and float of the ball, whatever. That's uh, awesome. So it was like it was like a big deal. I didn't read the books, so I didn't know how to read, but um my parents read them, so that, that's cool. Um, that's just such an unfortunate fact to just throw know. in there. Didn't know how to read. Uh, it's okay, guys. It's no, I, right. still, I only learned how to read this last year during COVID. That was like my, you know, since it's all. Hey, wait, wait to achieve your goals, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I actually rewatched the first two movies between yesterday and today to prepare for this because I hadn't really mm. watched these movies since they came out in theaters, except for the first two I owned on DVD. So, like, I remember those two, like, really, really well. And I like those ones. And I remember like not liking this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I can talk more about the differences yeah. I had later. But um, yeah, it was definitely like, interesting coming back to these. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like the childhood fantasy of uh, going to boarding school and 
being a wizard <laughs> what more could you ask for warlock getting that um, letter in the mail yeah 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 um <laughs> and, your and then my house i am a ravenclaw oh, interesting hey, i would have guessed actually you look like a ravenclaw but you I, look I have like something to add here it felt inconsistent so i got i i got ravenclaw and then i was like okay that's me let's try this again let's see what happens gryffindor and try it again gryffindor try it again ravenclaw so I don't know what's up. How did you try it again? Yeah, like you delete you, your account and reset. <laughs> wow, you really wanted? Gr- uh, no, Gryffindor. I didn't want. I just told you the first thing. I, I like Ravenclaw. Like makes sense to me. Right. But I just wanted to see if it was like one like Fair. inconsistent. And what's interesting is like I try to just do it as honest as possible. But the questions are different every time you do it. So like, mm. I don't, oh, anyways, just an interesting little thing. I think there could be any all that. There's a little bit of all the houses in us. Mm. That's why the sorting hat says, you know, it takes your yeah. your desire into consideration. So, he you asks mm. you. So that's me, Caitlin. Harry Potter fact: Hello, relationship with HP. Caitlin, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm a Hufflepuff. Every time I've taken the quiz, I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, loyal and just, so I take it as a compliment. <laughs> cool get right up on it oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah, right yeah. Up real close on okay yeah 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 you guys i have noticed some people talking to mics it's like on their mouth mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. how are you still talking yeah <laughs> anyways in case you miss it i'm a hufflepuff loyal and just <laughs> <laughs> i'll repeat it <laughs> my relationship with harry potter is uh, i love them like literally so much <laughs> but i feel like a fake fan because i've never read the books <laughs> wait okay. what i know <laughs> what but then and so then everyone thinks you're not a real fan but you gotta know like i love <laughs> harry potter you, you're what? a film buff is well, what you, you can borrow them i got them upstairs yeah, no, what what's but, kept you from reading them okay so uh yeah same or listening I to them w- was uh the first movie came out when i think i was also in first grade so I wasn't reading much. Um, I also, I'm about to admit something else that's embarrassing. Oh. My love for reading didn't start until Twilight came out. Okay. Hey. Hey, we watched, we watched right. Twilight. This is a space. All right. I'm so happy. To yeah, you're totally safe here. Okay. Like, did you see yeah. the fifth Twilight with all the decapitations? That's great. They, they did a pretty good job on that one. I actually, <laughs> I rewatched it on a plane and I was like, okay, this one's fine. One of our episodes, we wa- some of us watched the end of Twilight and that was the only part of Twilight we watched part seen. two yeah it was not good amazing <laughs> and so by the time you, I like my r- love for reading started I was so invested in Harry Potter movies that mm. I didn't want to ruin them by reading the books which mm. sounds kind of silly no, so then I read the first book in college and then I was like I don't have time to read for fun and so I stopped <laughs> Yeah. May may I recommend no the audiobooks are incredible. Narrated by Jim Dale. I have incredible heard that. voices. Jim I, had Dale. A, I have a friend in, from college Absolutely who amazing. literally listens to the audiobook, like serenades her to sleep every single day. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. It's that good. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's so, so good it puts you to sleep. It, uh, sometimes, <laughs> yes. Soothing. <laughs> yeah. So um He does lullabies every Big Harry Potter girl. <laughs> Don't let not reading the books. Um, make you think I'm less than I still think you're a fan yeah Mm, mm, I can mm, feel mm. the the emotion in your voice Micah all right uh, (laughs) my house first of all is Hufflepuff which I found out in the car on the way here (laughs) (laughs) wow so so Hufflepuffs find each other yes I guess that's how that works I guess guess that's how that works yeah (laughs) 
Um, my relationship with Harry Potter. Wait, are you sure your last name is not pronounced Huffton? That'd be great. Wouldn't uh, I'm pretty it? Pretty sure. Uh, at least that's what my parents told me. Okay. Be lying to me. <laughs> we'll, we'll check. We'll fact check that later. <laughs> we'll fact check. It. So my relationship with Harry Potter has solely been based off of uh, the people I've been around that have made me watch movies throughout my life (laughs) (laughs) made you watch movies right and to be honest and this this may trigger the real harry potter fans out there including my wife but Mm. they've all kind of been the same movie jumbled together my whole life like Mm. it's hard to distinguish the different movies Mm. so i will say that and to me it's all they've always been inferior to the other classic series such as lord of the rings Mm. and star wars Mm. so but I will say... You have your favorites. Not a problem. I, I will say that when we uh, first started watching this movie, uh, there's certain things about this movie that stuck out versus the other ones and made it more memorable than the other ones. So I will say that I did enjoy this one more than the others. Um, actually, back in March, uh, Caitlin and I had COVID at the same time. And two of our other friends also had COVID at the same time uh, during a blizzard. And we watched all eight movies Whoa. within like 24 hours. I remember this movie sticking out amongst the other ones. So wow, phenomenal, nice. I guess we're not going to dive into that yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Ethan, oh, Ethan. please be a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? I would like that, you snaky person. Wow, I think I'm a snake. That's a, I'm anything. I'm terrified so of snakes. Be actually, that'd be terrible. Um, basilisk. Oh wow. Parcel um, my relationship to Harry Potter starts quite late in life, actually. Growing up, um, the library at my school banned Harry Potter books. So there was a huge, like, um, kind of cultural um, tension there where half of the school and parents thought it was witchcraft and the devil and the other half were like it's fine yeah one my sister had uh my dad was a pastor and my sister had brought a harry potter book to church one time because she was reading it and <laughs> someone left the church because of it yeah that, that's it was crazy wow. it was it was very divisive yeah, it was. so i didn't wow. quite my dad was like whatever <laughs> and my parents didn't really care but i think because of that i never had a real interest in it so i didn't read the books I didn't watch the movies even till I was out of college. Wow. I was out of college whenever um, a friend of mine um, recommended I read the first book. So I read the first book and felt like, okay, this is a little childish, but I'm intrigued. So I kept going and then I just couldn't stop. Mm. Um, and when I become a fan of something i just go all in i can't just take it slow <laughs> so i just went hard i watched all the movies like right after i would finish the books and loved them mm. when i read deathly hollows i immediately reread it after i finished it what? i just it, i just didn't want to leave wow. um that world wow. and i loved those movies as well and i've been a big fan since have them all on Blu-ray. <clears throat> I've been to Harry Potter World twice. What? I have no I have Sirius Black's wand actually. Wow. Um, I dr- wh- I it. dressed up <laughs> as Sirius Black for Halloween one time, and that's my favorite costume because I really worked hard on it. Yeah. I bought a prison suit and I dyed it purple and made it look super dirty and Serio Negro. I went super uh, crazy into it, and so yeah, still a huge fan. That's still love cool. Harry Potter World. 
and everything about it. And my house, as it were, is Gryffindor. Yeah, wow. you're with me, man. You're with me and okay. Eric. Let's go, I wish that it was Slytherin, though, if I'm <laughs> honest. <laughs> I just love green. You're wearing yeah, green. I was say, you're wearing green. You love green and snakes and water. I, I do enjoy water. I definitely do not love snakes. <laughs> and I do love green. Caleb, I can't wait uh, to guys. hear about your relationship. My relationship with Harry Potter. It started, <laughs> I don't know. Was it lad? Whenever the um, first movie came out, we didn't have a DVD player at home. <laughs> um, and the only thing that could play DVDs was our computer. And so me and my siblings turned the couch around and watched it on like the desktop. <laughs> on our computer watching the first uh harry potter so that was my introduction to harry potter my brother read them all mm. um i don't actually don't think he i don't know if he read them all but he was really into reading them i never really got into reading the books uh but in college i started listening to them because i had friends who had like the cds so mm. on my like drives to school i would just like listen to a chapter at a time oh, yeah. uh, and then when i moved out here i would listen to them but i actually only listened to the first four Mm. Um, so uh, I have not you gotta keep going man you gotta keep going you're missing out I know I yeah I'd like to Dumbledore's army man so, so much content as well. So, good. so much content. That's but I love the movies. I think the <laughs> movies are really well made. Uh, I think I went through a bout of not liking Harry Potter because I'm like, that's for kids. I like Lord of the Rings. Um, no offense, Micah. <laughs> 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 uh, but I think embrace I, your inner child. But then, direct offense. I think <laughs> as like I realized, I'm like, man, these are just like fun movies. And alluding to our next topic that we'll get into, uh, they're cozy. They're cozy movies, mm-hmm. and I just I mm-hmm. they. Just just make you feel something um so yeah and all my roommates in college loved them so we liked watching them together uh and i am a hufflepuff huff that puff that's not surprising (laughs) i like it that way (laughs) no slytherins among us huh yeah i want to shout out to when i got ravenclaw though it gives like the description and they they pointed out that one of the famous uh ravenclaw uh wizards wore a jellyfish for a hat Whoa. You don't think that's the coolest thing ever? Are then, you like, serious? You're wrong. <laughs> that's the closest you can become to octopus wizard. That's just the coolest <laughs> thing ever. That is a jellyfish wizard. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to um, skip initial thoughts just so we can jump right into discussion. I hope I that's okay. Love We're that. This uh, movie, as we said, was directed by Alfonso Cuarón, and uh, he came uh, right. It was. Actually, right after he directed uh, Itumama Tambien, don't which is it. a very racy, <laughs> sexual serious? movie. Please don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> and so, whatever. And But I thought it was so interesting that he came on to direct this. Uh, apparently, Ethan told me that J.K. Rowling was kind of... Um, pushed for him and then i think i heard someone say earlier tonight that um christopher columbus really encouraged him he uh, i was saying uh, guillermo del Toro oh. was telling him to do it where he was like yeah i'm like considering it i've never read the books though and he's like you're an effing idiot go read the books right now <laughs> and then he like read them and was like oh yeah like this would be cool to, right. to make yeah corona directed a little princess in the oh. 90s which was a good children's he, movie vibe he, he did gets, a little princess he gets yeah. children oh my god i, I think he understands working with children and he also understands coming of age stuff Right. Um, so he was well suited for this. And Chris Columbus directed the first two, not the, you know, Explorer. Chris Columbus. Chris yeah. Columbus. Christopher, whatever. Um, <laughs> but noticeably, and Ricky, maybe you notice this because you just watched the first two. 
big tone shift yeah big tone. um and it's oh. kind of a darker film so guys thoughts about that does it work does it not work it's definitely a spooky film for sure yeah i was See, when you chose it i was kind of like okay like yeah it's got some dark vibes but you know re-watching it i was just like man yeah this is perfect it but, just hits the nail but they don't say the word spooky a single time in this movie and having just watched the second one today they say this is spooky like five different times do they really yeah they say spooky <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Spooky Secret <laughs> yeah I think the tone but, shift is quite apparent whenever they're on the train and that first Dementor shows up you're oh, like yeah. okay this is next level because that actually was pretty pretty scary <laughs> pretty spooky as it were yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I think the so the first two were very like colorful and very much kind of like the wonder of mm-hmm. the world of like entering like mm-hmm. Hogwarts and like mostly exciting and there's obviously like drama and bad stuff happens, but like I think the tone is very much like kind of whimsical. And this one I think is yeah, also where it like switches and it's not so focused on like what's happening at school and like the daily life of like being a student, which I think is why me as a kid I didn't love this one as much because mm. it was like I thought the coolest thing was like <laughs> just the idea of like going to class and like right. playing Quidditch and stuff. <laughs> and this one's like not that. Mm. But it's like it's good for not doing the same thing, obviously. Right. But mm. yeah. It's like those first two movies are easing us in for the the wider problem that the last six address yeah. so it's i actually think it's pretty brilliant right how they yeah. darken it up mm-hmm. make it a little grayer mm-hmm. it, the the cg looks way better in this man one too. i was like, i was way better i was thinking mm. in this like we're 15 years in the future from this and i don't want to like diss people but compared to like special effects and cgi and marvel movies this is way more realistic and pleasant to look at <laughs> and this is 15 plus years ago it's like crazy how good the visual effects are <laughs> i just thought it, yeah i just thought it was interesting how much it changed between like a year like i think it's probably because alfonso knows what he's doing and it was a mix of yeah you could i mean a lot of it's people. a lot of it's practical which helps and it, and he just like I, I read a thing that the the Dementors they were originally going to do it as puppets underwater, right? And they tried to film that, and it didn't quite work. But they were able to take the footage of the puppets underwater and CG that. Mm-hmm. So like even the visual effects were so the based off practical yeah. stuff. Well, like they just had like weird like use of green screen and stuff, and which I like. I mean, they still look great. Like no, mm-hmm. like especially for their time like the effects were great but yeah it was just an interesting like markedly better in this one right caitlin um i don't know movie terms um but (laughs) (laughs) as far as tone the way my brain has always viewed it is the first movie is red and yellow the second movie is still kind of red and yellow but kind of green green yeah pretty green and then the third movie is blue like whenever i think of harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban i think of the color blue Hmm. um to just really distinguish that shift in how the story is starting to change and how you're seeing like ah there's more to this than just them going to school and i my favorite Harry Potter is Goblet of Fire. Woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I never gave Prisoner of Azkaban a, a chance. And then I started watching it as like an adult. And like, this movie is underrated. <laughs> and I never wanted to watch it because of the blue. And blue is my mm. favorite color. So I don't know what it says about me. But it's, yeah. What are the rest you, of the colors for the rest of the movie? Yeah. I want to hear your color breakdown. Yeah. See, I, I've, I've thought about that. And honestly, okay, so let's see. 
Uh, Goblet of Fire is gold. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Huh? Because fire. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) The goblet in the movie isn't made of gold, but, you know, I don't know. It's gold. And then... <clears throat> wow, I feel like I'm Order on the spot. Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. I'm like, <laughs> I said I love it and now I can't. <laughs> uh, Order of the Phoenix is also blue. Yes. And then uh, Half Blood Prince is purple and green. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one, Deathly Hallows. I don't know if I've ever associated it with the color. It's very full. Yeah. It's mm. a rainbow. Yeah. It's all the colors. Whoa. It's all the colors. No, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. That was great. Pretty accurately, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's phenomenal. Um, so we explore the grounds a lot on uh, a in lot this more. movie. We we get to see like you know um, Hagrid's place and like, but we you see those in the other ones, but like you kind of see, especially with that bird flying at the beginning, like how they get there, and it kind of makes it feel more tangible. So my question is, if you guys were a student at Hogwarts, where would be your study spot? <laughs> where would you go on the grounds? We got to explore a lot of these places here. I Weeping saw, I saw on the Marauder's map in this movie something I'd never noticed before, and someone was walking by a place called the Room of Doom, and I don't know <laughs> what that is, but I want to check it out. Yeah, you'd want to go was there. the first time I saw it, I was it like, too. what? You, was that you, in the books i don't remember the room of doom in the books when you when you yeah. noticed that i was like i also have not seen that, that i had an advanced like... copy of doom three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was incredible yeah uh i mean the room of Micah? apartment's pretty great uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say this or not but i definitely say uh one of the pubs in hogsmeade mm. <laughs> during the snow just pretty dreamy that is dreamy yeah i like that's that. great that's great it's nice they do they do make it in there eventually because they're older. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what age. What movie is the Butterbeer actually happen in? Is that, that one movie or is it multiple? That's either um, Goblet or Order. I can't remember. I mean, it's mentioned in the book in Azkaban. So mm-hmm. we're technically in Butterbeer territory. Uh, it's Order, actually. Okay. Now that I remember. Because yeah, Shut up. I, kinda, I really like I, the vibe. It's not the book universe. Not the, I'm sorry, Ricky. It's not the grounds, actually, okay. Caleb. But okay. I like the Leaky Cauldron. I think that's mm. a cool spot. I like to yeah. study there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a very ancient British pub. There's some there's some there's some nice shops in Diagon Alley. That one shot in the leaky cauldron <coughs> is great. One yeah. minute and forty nine seconds. That's a great unbroken shot. shot. Uh, he really? did he did a lot of that, a lot of longer takes. Uh, I think the average shot length of this was five seconds, but still that's um, yeah. a considerable amount. Uh, I like the bridge where him and lupin are talking yes uh i think that's just probably a nice place to you know in the book they they take i think they take a lot of walks Mm -hmm. in the book and so that's that's a thing where it's like in a movie you do like one shot of them doing a walk because you don't do nine shots of that that'd be ridiculous but Mm -hmm. in the book they they there's a lot of parts where him and lupin take walks and so where he's walking through the woods and then he's like got a cane and he's just like i gotta rest um right. there's like this whole thing of like him needing to rest because he's like <laughs> transforming and doing all this other stuff and it's like actually really difficult for him and i mean yeah it's super difficult for a movie to get all that in there but right. yeah right i like the lake the lake yeah hmm have, have all the ring wraiths flying around me while I'm the ring wraiths. <laughs> <laughs> they are like ring wraiths. Ring wraiths give you a ringworm. <laughs> That's not <laughs> accurate. <laughs> it's a rock fact. Other favorite study spots, Caitlin? 
Maybe the double decker bus. The double decker bus. Oh, yeah. Away, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> How fun was that? Me up the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Good luck <laughs> writing anything. <laughs> <properly>. <laughs> I think that was that bu- whole bus scene was just a lot of fun, and it was like right at the beginning, so it hadn't gotten dark yet, but it was pr- still pretty whimsical. Um, mm. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, at the beginning of this, too, you know, Harry blows up his uh, oh, aunt. Oh, the crunch ball. Uh, he blows up his aunt, and she gets really big and flies out the window. Uh, just really funny stuff. They used, like, Practical. over 30, like, suits that, could, like, kept getting bigger and bigger oh, for that's practical. Fun. It was, like, 30 fat suits. Uh, okay, you know so, what? Also, yeah. Dudley yeah. Uh, lost so much weight for this in this movie yeah uh they almost recast him but then they put him in a fat suit no so he's in a fat suit he's in a fat suit is, yeah you're but kidding that's crazy is huh. he the same actor that's in dev all the time yeah and, and, yeah. Yeah. and uh queen's gambit World he's gonna Z. be okay. in um the new Macbeth. interesting good mm. for him yeah he's great he's a, such a good actor. lost city Z. he's probably the best actor to come out of harry potter that from as a child no it's robert pattinson Oh, oh he wasn't it. Yeah, you're right. He's so, guys, there are a lot of introduction <laughs> of creatures in this movie. Yes. You know, we get uh, Beak Boy or whatever his name is. Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Buckbeak Boy. So, Mike and I recently got a cat, and I'm like, Buckbeak is a cat, but like a giant bird flying. Uh, what's it called? Uh, hippogriff. Hippo- hippogriff. Hippogriff, yeah. They're much like cats. Oh, interesting. So wait, you have a cat named Buckbeak now? No, its name is Cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so happy she's getting featured now. Um, But yeah, just the toot and meeting Mm. the, the hippogriff. Did you have to bow? Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I'm approaching my cat, I have to, like, show her that, like, I've submitted to whatever she wants so that I can pet her. Cats are awful. Ethan. Cannoli is the best. I mean, I get it. Like, cats, they have attitudes and they have to be treated a certain way, but I'm, I'm willing. So, yeah, we, we have Buckbeak. We have um, the book. We have the book. We have a wolf. We have a werewolf, among other things. What's your guys' favorite creature? Your favorite mm. mythical creature in these movies? In these movies? Which, yeah, in this, in, movie? in this movie. Which one, like, stood out the most? <clears throat> the I thought the werewolf was... Well, not the world exactly, but the transformation yeah. was really well done. I was, I remember that that was actually kind of creepy seeing oh, yeah. it this time. I was like, "Geez, that's really." And the fact that Sirius is trying his best to like hold on to him, and he's just like his clothes is ripping. It was just even like emotionally, it was a very like big scene. Oh yeah, but I like how the werewolf isn't the super kind of imposing huge thing like you might imagine. Mm-hmm. But he's he's he almost looks like a like a tall skinny dog right right a lot of people had problems with really? the way it looked they're like it doesn't look much like a werewolf but it's, i think it, really? the way it looked fit I, have you ever seen th- one? the way it looked fit who lupin was i think i, I would think. have been more terrified of mm-hmm. yeah one kind of a tragic movie. looking werewolf which is kind of his story is pretty tragic yeah right. I think my favorite creature is Timothy Spall dressed up as Peter Pettigrew. Right. <laughs> um, this movie just has like a, he's so funny as Peter Pettigrew. He's acting like a little rat he's man. A great rat. The transformation, like I love that he transforms back into a human while he's going through the wall. This Boy. movie just has the best, like, it's got like the royal monarchy of British acting. Like that, mm-hmm. 
Timothy Spall and Gary Oldman oh, and Alan Rickman and David Thewlis so all in the good. Shrieking Shack. Unreal. Together acting. I think that might be the best moment in mm. all of Harry Potter. It's <laughs> just like br- brilliant. So I, I say uh, Timothy Spall dressed as Peter Pettigrew. Nice. I've yeah. also never been able to separate him from being a rat. Like every other movie I've ever seen with him in, I'm like, your scabbers like you're a rat <laughs> like when he comes out of the transition he like can't stop being a rat and he's like I'm like always a rat always a rat, <laughs> a rat. people what? need to go watch some Mike Lee films with what? Timothy Spall and David Thewlis Ethan knows sorry Mike say that again yeah no one heard what me. other movies is that guy in Oh, meantime, he's, <laughs> he's in, in Mr. Last Turner is there a specific one you're thinking of oh. you ever, you ever see movie? Last Samurai no. who's he in meantime the only other movie I can think of is Enchanted. Do you guys know that movie? <laughs> I might be. The, no, he's in Life is Sweet. Uh, I've never actually seen Enchanted, but I know of it. Amy Adams. So I think Mike Meantime. A Colorado I think he's in Naked. Uh, I, I really liked, um, I liked the book. I like the Dementors. I think they, what you said, Jared, about um, them kind of being modeled after, you know, being puppets underwater. I think they just looked great. Whenever you yes. hear the word Dementor, do you guys think about Prison Mike? Prison Mike from The Office? Yeah. <laughs> Not every time, but really? sometimes. Really? Uh, yeah, that's all I think about. I do not. <laughs> ne- I don't know the reference. But From The I Office? I think it's The Office. I've never watched The Office. You're joking. No. <laughs> wow. Ricky's wow. allowed to not watch sitcoms. Pri- pri- you just need a YouTube prison mic. It's one of the best scenes. <laughs> it's a great okay. bit. I mean, yeah, any, any clip I've seen from The Office, I'm like, wow, this is really funny. Just give it a go. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> Still haven't watched it. I'm I think, not going to get I think the or whatever the hell. Really, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Paramount the Bogart. Plus. The Bogart. The Bogart. Humphrey or otherwise. Humphrey or otherwise, yeah. Uh, my, my, my pick is the Bluebird. The bluebird that blue gets bird's demolished, dope. yeah, gets munched. It's a, it's a sign of the 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 end of hope at Hogwarts. <laughs> wow. I think it was wow. the sign of spring. Well, <laughs> or uh, summer or something. They're called bogarts, right? Is that what you said? Bogarts in the wardrobe. I think it's a bogart. B- yeah. Bogarts. Yeah. Bogart. Well, well those are things that free, come out of the, when they're they're free. Humphrey. What do they practice? What class we made are they that in? Joke. <laughs> we made that joke already. We made that joke already. I just heard it. It's funny. <laughs> so they're in the defense of the, against the dark arts class, and they're learning to defend against uh, bogarts. <laughs> And those things pop out of the wardrobe and they become what you fear the most. So what are your guys' greatest fears? <laughs> What's our Bogart? What would be your Bogart? Wow. I think if you will, I want to I know what Ethan's would be. say this quick. I think if you went to Hogwarts, you wouldn't say, I'm going to defense against the dark arts class. You'd say, I'm going to dat dot. Dat dot. Okay. That's good to know. So at your dat dot class, what would your... Uh... <laughs> That's a rock fact. <laughs> um, I know a deeper question. What would pop out of that wardrobe? One of the Pottermore questions for your sorting hat was your greatest fear. I yeah. I chose isolation. Whoa. I chose small spaces. Mm. How does that manifest itself? It's a great question. <laughs> you Nothing don't have to appear. answer that. That's kind of... It's just a picture dark. of you alone. A cage. Yeah. Cage. Be taken out of the room. Hmm. Ethan's ears would probably be snakes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I legit hate moths. Really, so much. Oh, yeah, but like I think it manifests in anger more than fear. <laughs> I hate them. Oh, so Oh, we've had some fun with moths. Yes, in the we past, did. Eric. Yeah, when they infested. <laughs> um, but for the longest time, I was afraid of spiders. So I had Ron's fear. 
Nice. But Would you put him on roller skates? No, it was still terrifying. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was uh. still scary. I'm afraid of um, the full moon. Wait, hold on. I thought that was interesting when Lupin pops up. Hold on. Uh, I, I don't think I noticed that. It's not one tonight. Don't worry. He like gets in front of uh, Harry when he sees the Dementor, mm-hmm. and it's like a full moon. I was like, interesting. And then I, I, I didn't piece that together the first time I watched it. But oh, yeah. It's like, oh, because he's a werewolf. Mm. Isn't that fun? So <laughs> and it turns into a balloon. I'm like, so huh, fun. that guy doesn't like moons. Wonder why. Well... <laughs> Like Anyways, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like maybe his changing for him was murdered in the, the full moon. <laughs> Could be. Ouch. I just I didn't realize it was changing for him. I thought like he like had changed it to that just to protect the other students from I don't know seeing the Dementor. I don't oh. know. I guess I didn't piece two and two together that it was showing his fear. Yeah. How did how did you feel about Harry uh, learning the Patronus without like a, you know a lot of scenes to like? Yeah. Remember, uh, it, Dune uh, Dune way way more it. way Can more you, scenes yeah, than a, in Dune of him actually like or? earning it. That was the first scene. No. Yeah, he and he didn't even. He still didn't even do it well. But scene. he didn't do it well. He wasn't was like, that great <gasps> that there was like one scene where he was learning it, and then he and like, then he tried it again, it. and it didn't work. And then finally, he <laughs> earned it. Yeah, he earned it more than many, Paul did. How many times no, and did. I don't. We are not spoiling <laughs> Dune. It was the exact we're not, no, it wasn't. Yes, we're it not was. spoiling was Dune. The first time Paul uses a voice in the movie, he already has it down. Watch it again. O M G S H. All right. Other greatest fears, Austin. Shout out Mindy Madigan. She just. Insta storied our Dune podcast. Really? Shout out, shout out Mindy. Does Austin Johnson sitting here in the corner have uh, anything to add about fears and bogerts? Bogerts? You gotta get right up on that mic. Dude. You gotta write up on I, it. Can I change the subject for just a little bit of time? No! Yeah, is, what's it? Is it about Harry Potter? It is about Harry okay, Potter. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally about Harry Potter. I don't get the whole fan lore to the, like, the crazy fan lore. Like, I, one of my best friends from... Um, Can we just take up. the mic away? His, no, no. His, let me finish. Let me finish. His, he got like married. Like he writes at fan Potter, No, he got married. He got engaged at Harry Potter World, right? That's where he proposed. He was in the whole Harry Potter garb. Right. And then his brother that was there with him, 10 minutes later, also proposed at Harry Potter World. What? And got engaged. Wow. And so it's like this really, and their whole wedding had like wands and oh. like oh, yeah. big yeah. Harry Potter stuff. So. Like I, I'm just trying to say what 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 quantifies the person to be like I'm a really big Harry Potter fan and then that you know what I mean that's a great question that's another I level that uh, we're not at liberty to discuss it's kind of like in the same realm as like a Disney adult are you guys Disney adults no okay good. or like you know how like some people like they'll still like watch Michigan football every week it's kind of like that <laughs> Because it's like every week you're thinking about Harry Potter, and every week you're thinking about Michigan football. <laughs> Austin, tries to Austin I. No, 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 no. Be don't, careful, be careful. Yeah, you can't go, go right there. Don't go near that. You're going to mess up the. <laughs> don't you go anywhere near that. Oh, bad dog. <laughs> that legit gave me sweats, bro. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Eric, all sweaty. Um, okay. <sighs> so, I don't know if you guys noticed this in the movie but this movie didn't really revolve around Voldemort being the bad guy (laughs) what you know I don't know like this is the one that's like it's not about Voldemort yeah so what do you think the movie is about who what's like the 
who's the real villain here? Lupin says it at the end. Oh, if you get the real it. villain. I can't answer. But no, yeah, I you noticed can. this time. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Go Hermione ahead. is like the real hero. Like she's leading the entire mm. story. Mm, yeah. Like the whole time. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I yeah. like you. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Well, Lupin. side note too, I like, again, just watching the other two movies, like she got significantly better as an actress in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, they all did, but the like, turn. yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. It's the first two, they're like kids. And the third one is like, oh, they grew up like two years. And this is, and they're in that, they're in that stage of, of growing up where it's like every year they grow up. It's just, they're like significantly older than the last time. Alfonso does a brilliant thing. I, well, I think the writing is just brilliant. All these Harry Potter movies and the plotting. Anyways, that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harry at the end is a surrogate for the audience asking this wasn't a big bad Voldemort showdown right why did I watch this movie what's it about and Harry says something to Lupin and Lupin just straight up says back um what are you talking about you you freed an innocent man from prison you helped him escape and you uncovered more of the truth and sometimes that's enough and right. it's just like Lupin gets it that's what this movie's about it's like you know what you don't have to go save the world every time right. this is just like you helped a guy out you found out the truth, which is good, and now more people know the truth about Sirius Black. Mm -hmm. That's what the movie's about. There's yeah. even that moment where Harry's talking to Sirius, and he's like, but you're still not free. No, not everybody still thinks you're the bad guy. And he's like, but you don't. And, and like, that enough. is like enough for Sirius. That you, you the could, one person he cares about knowing the truth knows the truth yeah. now. You could say he's being transformed from one degree of glory to another whoa holy cow is that I Corinthians? Not, i would not say that <laughs> wow. i would not say that <laughs> the true villain feels like the like just all the lies that they're believing mm -hmm. and that the uncovering of truth like you said is hmm. what's the most important part the true villains, the uncovering of lies, and that little rat scabbers <laughs> scabbers <laughs> <laughs> little scabbers micah thoughts Oh, I thought you were grabbing to say no, something. No, yeah, it's, but, that's interesting. Um, that the the way they set up the plot is you think the antagonist is Sirius Black, the whole movie, and then there's the twist where he's actually not the bad guy; he's one of the good guys. Mm. Um, I appreciate the unpredictability of that. Right, and I, I will also say that <coughs> er, earlier when I said that they all kind of jumble together in my mind, I think <coughs> the similar plot of Harry, Ron, and Hermione go on some adventure. Yeah. And then they, some magic that they've learned through school, like just recently, like ends up saving the day. So I think this one's. <laughs> Isn't that just like the first two, though? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I could be wrong. I mean, <laughs> but I will say that I appreciate the, uh, there's twists and turns in this, like the, the whole, um, uh, going back in time, like the whole, I honestly completely forgot that, that was a thing until they're the scene where they're in Hagrid's house and someone throws the rock and hits him. I was like, Oh yeah, that's happening. Like, <laughs> so I think it's a really cool, thing, especially like watching it again and you know, so you're like trying to pay attention to certain things. Mm -hmm. And I will also say that the, um, I think the, the whole plot line around the rat and like how it's Ron's pet and they play into that and they make <laughs> jokes the whole time about it and mm -hmm. stuff. I think that's a really cool right. and clever. Right. A lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, I the would plot, say J.K. Rowling's plotting is ridiculous. Well, and I would say like this movie, like not that the first two movies were bad at this, but this one did like a next level of like the little things like sprinkled throughout the the dialogue and the story that mm -hmm. like 
came to fruition in the, the you know the last bit of the movie right like it's it's so it's complex and it fits together and it doesn't seem like anything's like striven for or forced it's just like it just naturally works right in like eight movies in a row it's just brilliant i don't like i normally don't like think of a movie like that has a really good plot but when i think about this i'm like how does someone come up with all of this and make it all fit together that well mm-hmm. and yeah not feel like you know com- like completely separate from each other like yeah with totally the, like, different stories it's natural the, the through line is good mm-hmm. yeah Brilliant. this movie also really hits on harry's isolation and like him feeling completely alone like he gets left out from going to hogsmeade uh a lot of the shots it's like like in one side of the shot it's ron and hermione other side of the shot it's harry and like i think it really hits on like him f- truly feeling alone so i think a lot of this is his mm-hmm. kind of realizing I don't know some responsibility or some some coming of age stuff, um, and then with Sirius showing up, um, finding that he actually has some semblance of family, even though Ron and Hermione are very good friends. Um, but having but like someone someone, w- someone who can take me and someone who can be my guardian, um, which I think is big. He has I to like live you- separate. For, he has to live separate from them for like like he has to live with the dursleys for like forever right. and then like like in the books sometimes it's like three chapters long and the, the, the parts where it's like at the dursleys and it's just like man right. he is removed from people that he loves and it gets like worse and worse mm-hmm. as the series goes on like there's a part where he just like c- completely feels right. isolated from his friends and he gets like angry at them and it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's like a big part for him for sure mm-hmm. i like you pointing that out compositionally because one thing i know this time around is that moment where he finds out the terrible information at Hogsmeade and then he goes and is like crying in mm-hmm. the in the wintry place and Ron and Hermione are coming up to try to comfort him it's like he won't even let them see him he's right. invisible and they can't even see him to comfort him it's like mm-hmm. that's how alone he feels it's like it's just so weird seeing Hermione like trying to go comfort someone yeah. but there's like nothing there to see or touch because someone's just crying it's a pretty cool shot right mm-hmm. Mm. other thoughts a lot of um shots through windows as well oh i think gosh. windows can yeah. kind of show some like isolation um and i think that kind of played on that as well uh, and so i, I kind of want to go into craft too because uh, ricky you said the first two i'm just going off of you because you watched the first two most recently but you said it was kind of standard um filmmaking I, I don't know oh, like a yeah, lot of tripods or a lot of still shots no it was just yeah it was a lot of like long lens and i think even zoom lens and they were just like they never moved the camera and mm-hmm. if they wanted to do like a close-up shot they'd just zoom closer and it just like and not zoom but like they just cut to like a cropped in image right and I, I don't know it was just like really it felt lazy and like it was like sad because like the world's so like built up and these sets are crazy and like everything's so magical and then like the filmmaking was like super bland right and he, honestly he got better the second one i'd say he was actually like did a lot better job okay. the second one but then this one's like massive step cameras always moving in this which is like and a lot of long takes um but i'd like to get everyone's like favorite moment like favorite shot where you're like oh that was cool that was fun. I don't know if I have a, if it's a shot per se, but a sequence. And what I like about Quadone quite a bit is he, there's always something happening in the background mm-hmm. that kind of can also take your attention or if, or he'll, 
he'll intentionally turn the action to where you really can't see it fully so you can see how people are receiving what's being said or done and i really i really love when he does that reminds me of a movie children of men that i really love that he makes as well Mm. but like a moment of that that i really appreciate was when um they're on the bridge and lupin is talking about his parents but he's turned his back's turned to the camera yeah so we have him on one side and harry kind of in the foreground on the right and we're seeing him just react to his the story of his parents and that i think is so beautiful and it's so it just speaks to the longing harry has to know his parents and to believe that they were good people and you have someone who's completely validating what he hopes is true and and then we it kind of slowly zooms in on him on his face as he's reacting and i just he captures behavior so well and so i, I that's what one of my favorite sequences in this one yeah he's really living through other people as well like and like those scenes where he's like talking to Lupin and he learns about you know how he has his mother's eyes and then that scene where the, he's like just standing there right next to Sirius and he's talking about you know his dad and it's just and he's just like you know you want to live it's just he's they're like standing right next to each other but they're not like looking at each other um mm. but yeah he's like learning a lot of things vicariously through other people about his own life yeah or about his past at least yeah, the uh, transition where the camera flies up the mountain and then the higher elevation, there's snow hmm. and it gets more and more snow and then all of a sudden mm. it's winter. I thought that was that fun. The transition from fall to winter was really cool. That, that was, good. was great. Did a good job with that. All the transition shots were just like, <clears throat> just I, I don't know, I loved that. Like, because yeah, each of the seasons and um, like the Dementors, right? That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, those little like shots outside the castle with them just like floating around and like, oh, the, like so the plants great. are like, freezing up and yeah those are just some nice little Mm -hmm. i liked the shot when they went from there was there was like a a real trick of the camera where um we were on one side uh where they were facing the bogart and then they go through the mirror and now you're on the other side and it's reversed yeah it's reversed and it's like well what just happened there vfx artists react uh corridor crew did that yeah broke that down yeah yeah Yeah, that was a good one i feel like oh i feel like in this movie with the movement the geography of hogwarts in the grounds was really set at least in my mind for the rest of the movies and i think that has a lot to do with they just like settled on it's kind of like when you watch a pilot of a tv show Mm -hmm. and nothing is the same uh but this one like every time they ran down to uh hagrid's i like was like wow that's really really steep hill don't know if i've really noticed that um (laughs) and then the other shots that i liked were inside of the shrieking shack um and i was trying to figure out the whole time i was like are they like on something that's actually moving? Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, they built a set that um, was like a two-story thing, and it was constantly shifting on this machine. Oh, that's it so cool! Pretty complex thing. Yeah, it because I was like, I was trying to like watch the back of their heads. I was like, are they moving with it? Is something just moving behind them? But they were always moving, so I guess that makes sense. Um, but the movement of that and the shaking of it kind of like shows the because that's like when all the lies are being like just taken out for what they were and i feel like how metaphorical that is for our own lives when <laughs> lies are uncovered it's like everything is moving very around. shaking yeah. yeah like your whole like literally the His whole world is changing on, yeah. i feel like you're about to like 
fall over so yeah and like there's there's so many like lies and untruths and like convoluted stories going on like overlapping like you know they're like talking about like kill him kill him and they think they're talking about this but they're really talking about this and it's just like yeah that's like a really good visual and the one that. thing about that scene this has nothing to do now with the movement um that mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed is i'm always like oh my gosh like you're spending so much time like not saying what's true like in one <laughs> sentence you could just tell <laughs> right. it instead of like the anticipation's building in you like they're still yeah, in this room right. it's moving around and you're like stressed you're like okay just like say it's peter Pettigrew. he's the rat like, why, like you know and i the, feel like the past another, history is blocking them from being able to communicate yeah and i guess that could be just like another metaphor for our life that like things are not unveiled all at once yeah mm-hmm. more like step by step Uh, a mirror dimly one might say um no Um, i I, i'll echo what you said just briefly and and i really loved uh them showing more of the the grounds like i because i feel like we read the books and we picture things in our head and it might not be exactly how it was in the movie but it's really cool to have this visual yeah where they're like walking down this steep hill and it's like oh and then like to hagrid's hut and like in the books you know that his hut is like off the grounds but like near them and so you're like you're doing all this like visual stuff in your head when you're reading it and it's really cool to see that envelop uh, visually in the movies as well so yeah anytime they get to show the grounds i really love that you guys said a lot of my favorite craft things one thing i like about <coughs> all harry potters that a lot of kids movies don't do is the adults are very competent smart mm-hmm. moral people a lot of the time and it's interesting in the movies like in the books, it's it's like the adults are guiding the children to where they need to go, but also letting them figure that out for themselves. And I feel like these well-trained, brilliant, like masterful British actors are doing that with the uh, kid actors too. It's like the they're the main characters, but because they're surrounded by all these brilliant people, it almost makes their uh, their game seem elevated, and it probably helps them act better too. And I think that's something that it's hard to... I think that's what sets Harry Potter apart from other franchises, especially ones that star children, is that. Mm -hmm. The acting is so good. Right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I love the shot. And I think the reason it sticks out in my mind is maybe because it was shown in, like, all the trailers. But when Snape walks into the classroom and it's a tracking shot and he's closing the doors with his (laughs) wand and then, you know, turned to 394 or whatever. But I I just love that shot of him. I think it's just iconic of him walking in and closing the doors with his wand. So great. Uh, It's fun. Can I ask a question? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. What's your guys' favorite Harry Potter character? Oh, well... Oh, okay. do you have that? Okay, I'll wait. Sorry, uh, it's bad. No, we Sorry. can we can get into it no, now. Nope, nope. Your question. Nope. If you're gonna ask it later, you go first. I was gonna ask it later, uh, because now I want to get kind of dark. Spooky? This movie gets kind of dark, so let's get kind of dark. Spooky. We're not they dark. Do that. Though. Let's get they deep. Have the the, the one gets darker than you asking us. The closest thing I Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna ask you. Uh, a lot of people, and even J.K. Rowling has said, said this: that the Dementors are kind of a personification of depression. So, have you guys ever been depressed? No, just, um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's open up about our mental illnesses. Uh, (laughs) so if the Dementors are personification of depression, then what would a Patronus be? 
in your guys' mind? Antidepressants. Okay, well... <laughs> as Peter Banning would say, happy uh, thoughts. Happy thoughts? Is it... Okay. Ricky? Were you going to say something? I mean, one's like... It's like a personification of their, like, soul, kind of, isn't it? Well, the Patron is like the, the warding off of the yeah. depression. Well, I think, well, this is where the, I think the only, where the book excels here is it kind of goes into more of the explanation of what powers a Patronus and what what gives it more energy or less energy. Because Harry makes that comment that, um, or um, uh, Lupin tells him, focus on a good memory, and he doesn't like have many of them. Mm-hmm. But in the book, kind of the, one of the memories is him with, I think it was Herm- Hermione and Ron, right? that is yeah. like very powerful for him and so i think i think of the symbols there if it's a dementia or depression which can can kind of lead to hopelessness i think the patronus is a kind of remembering reality and mm-hmm. what is true and the truth for harry was that he's de- he does have these friends that really love him deeply as we see they come to him in the forest when he's e- when he's invisible you know and so there's this yeah. commitment that he remembers and that just gives him hope that and it's just this powerful moment right where the the waves of the waves of the patronus are just bashing all the dementors so i think that is a really hopeful kind of sequence and imagery so wasn't the original uh when the dementor was in that box what, what was that thing called a boggart yeah the boggart when uh the professor tells him to think of something think of a memory that's a good memory that's powerful and then later he asked harry what the memory was and he says it's it's of his parents but he doesn't even know if it's real or not right so that's also interesting for what you're just saying like I don't know what it means, but the fact that he doesn't know if it's real or not, but it's powerful. So that's mm-hmm. what he used to fight off the dimension. Which is interesting well, because he didn't know it was real or not. And then for the, before they went back in time, his imagination is what he thought the Patronus was. And then, cause he thought it was his dad. But then the second time around, he figured out that it was actually him that produced it. So, that's so it's not truly the memory itself, but what the memory represents, or, which uh, Ethan, I think you're right with like, this hope of what actually is true well I, I would associate like depression with like lack of any feeling and like total coldness and mm-hmm. so just to have any emotion or any feeling is like kind of an opposite right. to that in a way too and that's what they said the dementors felt like it felt like i had no joy yeah felt like i never feel joy was, again or yeah something. and and he only was able to produce that once he saw that someone he recently loved and needed and serious was about to die so mm-hmm he only really was able to produce it when he was able to look outside of himself because he needed to have that hope, I guess, for someone else. Right. So, <coughs> would a, anyone like to share what their good memory would be if they cast a Patronus? Yeah, killing moths with Eric. <laughs> killing moths? Yeah. Not strong enough. Killing moths. Micah? Was that the moth, moth migration? The, z- z- <laughs> the, the great migration. moth migration. We had like Miller, Miller oh, moth hundreds and hundreds. There's so many. Thousands. We, we all were traumatized by that. Millions. I'm assuming your guys' this is when you both said I do at the altar, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next. Well, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and Uh-oh. during that scene, I actually thought about this. 
and I was like, what's like the best day I can remember? Mm. And honestly, mm. the best day I can remember is the day we got engaged. Oh. <laughs> it was just like an awesome Damn, day. So oh. it was just like all of our like favorite people were there. Yeah. It was a <clears throat> uh, magical Christmas time, <laughs> snow on the That's ground. And it was great. Oh. Phenomenal. It's Wonderful. Beautiful. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Roaring Just kidding. Review. It was magical. Roaring it really review. was. But Micah knew about it all day, so he like it was building up for him. Whereas, like, <laughs> I knew about it for a few hours. So. I'm just kidding. No, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. Truly wonderful. Yeah, mine was when I got a holographic blast toy. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a holographic gear dose. When I think I was this in the is the time grade. to say that my Patronus is Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> Bjork <laughs> is my Patronus. Mine is three old men jovially playing marbles. Bjork <laughs> nice. is a chicken riding a unicycle. Okay, all right. This is not accurate at all. Honestly, Caleb's is 12 frogs in a trench coat. Mine, act, my Patronus actually on Pottermore is an osprey, um, which is a type of bird. Mine's a beagle. Mine's a cat. A cat? Are we surprised? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but honestly, a good memory for me, and we're coming up on the the anniversary. Uh, the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. Oh, not just like me, and and not just the fact that they won, but like yes. just the the camaraderie. I was with oh. my family. We were just like all so happy together. It truly that unified was, that city, man. I can look back on that. I'm like that didn't, was just a didn't, great those were good night. times. Didn't bring the murders down. Okay, those well. Good times. <laughs> but you sure brought the mood down. Way wow! No, my Patronus <laughs> is actually a black swan. Really? Yeah. Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it actually <laughs> officially is. Lucky. I think similar kind of. You said the Cubs uh, World Series. When I was in Argentina in 2014, um, for the world, uh, I was there for a, a summer mission trip, but it was the World Cup, and they beat Holland in the semifinals in penalty kicks that go to the finals, and it was insane <laughs> to beat the whole city. was just celebrating this one event it was the biggest like party i've ever been a part of and it like ruined sporting events for me but Mm. it was so happy to be with among these people in the passion of what they were passionate about and man it's a very very happy memory for me Victor Crumbs from Argentina, right? Victor (laughs) Crumb. i do i do want to spend a few seconds on this i think that it i want to touch on what ethan said and just reiterate that you know, when we when we deal with clients who are dealing with a lot of depression, we do try and remind them of what they have, what the realities are. Because with depression, you can sometimes forget the things that you have and that the things that you have to be grateful for and the things that are right in front of you. Um, those things can become really difficult to see. And I think that part of the Patronus exercise is like, remember, like, it's um, a memory is remembering like remember the good time remember something strong something powerful and that can be good enough to overcome the sadness sometimes Hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it was i think it was a pretty good metaphor cool for that for sure the psalm about that so (laughs) this movie introduces two beloved characters remus lupin cat oh and sirius black (laughs) what about professor trill 
Shit, that was like the best professor in the Is that the diviner lady? So I would like everyone divination. I love her. Well, I'm specifically thinking Lupin and Black, but yeah, her too. Black's only in three movies, man. Yeah, but he's like one of the, like, if you ask people their favorite character, a lot of times Caleb clearly has a roadie. I have an agenda. Okay, Jared. Lupin and Black. Mooney. What's everyone's favorite character? In this movie or Bad in Harry Potter character in general? Easy. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm gonna let you guys go first, but it's easy. I know I, I don't really so remember, but I think it's the the blonde girl in Ravenclaw. Luna. Oh, she's great. I Luna. love Luna. I, I think so. I, again it's been so long, but yeah, I think she was the best. She and Harry should have ended up together. That's what I think. Mm. That would have yeah. been cool. What you got, Micah? I think I'm gonna say Neville. Neville. You're such a devil. I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> no, I think it is. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. It totally is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got <laughs> he got ten. He got he got the points that Gryffindor needed to to win the cup. The first the first he also got here's the reason why I like Neville is because he's he's pretty easily overlooked throughout the, all the movies and he just kind of plays this like dorky like classmate that has no significance. But if I remember correctly, in Deathly Hallows Part Two. He plays a significant part in uh, defeating Voldemort, right? right. Oh, yeah. And in Goblet of Fire uh, with other areas that we won't talk about. But, yeah, no, he's, sure. he's pretty significant. Like, he yeah. he makes his way in, and, and he's, he's like um, in Lord of the Rings. He's like yeah, the hobbits he, where yeah, they like the rings. take hobbits out and what's the, you know, what's the story? And it's like, wow, they actually had a really significant role in all the things that were happening right so yeah i mean it's yeah neville just like he's got a place everywhere mm-hmm. which is kind of cool the hibbit nice good one caitlin favorite character i don't know um okay probably hermione i just wanted to be her right. i still want to be her or emma watson either one works for me <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have um, i do love luna we're gonna have the same one yeah and uh, <coughs> man, uh, honestly, it's hard. Okay, I'll just stick with Hermione because I tend to like most of the characters, but the worst. Oh, you got a worst. Oh my gosh, Professor Umbridge. Oh, mm. yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is she like the? She's great. I the love evil her. lady yes. in the one of the later ones. She is uh, ruined for every movie for me, and she's order? a great actress, and in so many movies, and. Wait, isn't she the queen in the next season of The Crown? Mm-hmm. She is in yeah. The Crown. Also, we just watched Maleficent, and she's a little one of the little fairies. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's hard Stompy. to appreciate her in anything. She's yeah. a great actress. Mm. She yeah. is, and it, but I guess it just means she played the role so well because I literally don't oh, like her so well. Those cat plates, though. So well. Oh, those cat plates. Those cat plates. Uh, Ethan. Ethan. Oh man, this is tough. It. It's Lucius Malfoy. You definitely <laughs> not. You're definitely a, you're a closet not. Slytherin. We know it. We wow. know. Talk, yeah, you always talk about being like a pure blood around us. <laughs> yeah. What? What are you guys talking about? You always be calling me. You say you say you sangre mud boy. That's what you say to what? me. <laughs> mud boy. Sangre mud. I'm not sure I've ever said that. It's not what it is, but it's oh cool. man. <laughs> This is actually really tough, um, but I think my favorite is probably Lupin. Yeah. Dope. I just think that he, if anyone has any real complaint against the world that he lives in, it's him. 
mm-hmm. but he's he doesn't let it define him and it's tragic and he is a tragic guy like he's not happy-go-lucky but mm-hmm. he's also not giving himself over to um the darkness and living in that space but still fighting for truth and justice and redemption in the end all the way to the end and so i just yeah i think he's my favorite Mm. You want to go mm. first? Do you want me to go first? I'll do it at the same time. Same time, but I'll, I'll give you guys mine real quick. Um, <laughs> I, there was a moment in this movie. First and last. I really like Mrs. Weasley. Mm. Yes, I, I almost, almost said that. Oh, 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 all three of us. She's, all three of us. She's. I thought about it. Too. There's a moment in this uh, yes. when they're. Uh, I don't know in that one place at the Leaky Cauldron she's like did you get your books did you get your clothes do you have everything like she looks after him so well and like I feel like she's really underrated like yeah she's just like a mom looking after him a a Mrs. Mrs. Weasley yeah her name's Mindy Zier oh Oh, it's your actual mom mom. shout out Mindy Uh, is she one of your main listeners Caleb she actually doesn't. Mine's really Debbie Elliott. She listened to the That's Anna Green Gables. Um, yeah, Missy Elliott. Debbie Elliott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> Missy Elliott. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm Missy. Holy moly. Um, but yeah, I think Mrs. Weasley is just so sweet, and Harry probably appreciates her just fine as mm. fine as a teenager could. But <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry appreciates her just fine, but I no no <laughs> you would appreciate her like I do. I, I feel like as fine as a teenager could, but I feel like looking back as an adult, he's like she took care of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. When no one else really would. Yeah, he'll have like a more mm-hmm. more of an affinity towards that. But I want you two to say yours at the same time. One, two, three. Severus, Severus Snape. Snape. All right, next. hands down. <laughs> And Eric, down. you first, then I'll and I'll jump off whatever you don't say. This movie is not about Harry Potter. It's about Severus Snape. This whole series. The whole series. This, I was like, yeah. Yeah, this movie, I think this movie. Like, <laughs> this movie sucks. No, uh, <laughs> no, and it, I, I won't. I won't go into that because I think it's. I think it's. It, it would take too long, and there's people here who probably don't want to hear the whole thing. But it's like, yeah, he's he's so complex. He's he's more he has more depth than I think any other character. Um, all I'll say is that in the final movie, I it was it was such an emotional movie for like a thousand reasons. Like there were so many things going on in that movie um, and in the book. I mean, obviously the book has way more content, but um, just. Ugh. I think he's Hit the most the heart man. One of the so most good. morally good characters I've ever seen in mm. anything, mm. despite his complexities. Because he of everyone in the Harry Potter verse has every reason to not help, and he puts himself in the most dangerous positions. He gets ridiculed the most. Yeah, he's got the most people against him, but without him, and he knows he has to put himself in that position in order to. To help everybody. Plus, Alan Rickman's just freaking hilarious, man. He's so funny. He's such a good actor. He's great. He had the. That was rewatching the first one. I forgot how many like memes came out of just him in the first movie. But um, J.K. Rowling said when she watched this movie because she told Alan Rickman about Snape, but didn't tell anyone else while they were filming this because the books weren't done yet. 
and she said there were some moments in this movie that like made her spine tingle because they were things that Snape did that like the other people didn't know about, like protecting the kids mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. Um, when the werewolf was going to come at right. him and a couple other things that she was like, whoa, it's creepy. How? Which right. just shows how great of an actor Alan Rickman is. Right. Um, okay, so I have one more question, or we can do final closing thoughts because we are going pretty long. Snape killed Dobby, though, so that's <laughs> no <laughs> hashtag Snape killed. Dobby. What's our time at right now, Eric? Uh, about an hour twelve. Okay, let's just end it here. What's, what was your other question? Though? Other question was about time travel movies and do they still work? Nah, is it overplayed? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Tenet works. That's true. That's about entropy, though. That, yeah, that, I was about to say, that's entropy, not time travel. <laughs> yeah, very different things. Um, all right, well, uh, closing thoughts. You guys want have any last words, last remarks, anything to say? A fun anecdote about the movie. Yeah. The bloopers for this movie, the scene where all the kids are sleeping on the floor because of the Dementors, right? Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore and Severus are walking through. A blooper from that movie was Harry was hiding a whoopee cushion in his... Uh, sleeping bag or whatever, and would like squeeze it and make them laugh. And see, see if he can make them break, like by. The that's, funny. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. It kind of reminded me of what you were saying, Jared, about like there's like this mentorship between the actors and the younger actors, and I think that blooper kind of shows the relationship they must have had. Hmm. Uh, another, uh, I guess, since you brought up a fun fact, uh, another kooky fact, uh, <laughs> cookie cat's kooky fact. Uh, the director, uh, he didn't, you know, work with the kids previously, um, and so he had them all write essays about their character. Yeah, I read. That. And um, <laughs> Emma Watson turned in like a sixteen-page paper. Um, Daniel Radcliffe provided like a one-page summary and um rupert grint didn't even turn anything in so like <laughs> they fit their characters very well yeah and, and when alfonso asked ron he's like or asked uh, rupert why he didn't he's like ron wouldn't write that <laughs> it's like yeah. all right he got it that's phenomenal i love that rupert's <laughs> so there's just fun stuff yeah that's ricky good. were you gonna say something a final remark or a, a uh, music just more on the series as a whole because yeah i just watched the first two and watched this one now and uh, the fourth one was my favorite as a kid, so I'm intrigued to see. You got your boy Arpat in that. Yeah. That, I just I just remember the ending being cool, and, like, again, me just loving the, like, school stuff, like the whole cup games mm-hmm. were hype. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, That's we'll fun. see if it, if it holds oh, up. Oh, man, Ray Fine is Voldemort. Close second for favorite character. Mm. Woo! Woo! Cool. All right, who's next? Uh, who's next for a uh, pick? Jared. Jared. Final pick of Spooktober. Okay, we got like five movies I'm deciding between. Who's going to be here next week? Got to decide now. I'm gone. Okay, if Ricky's going to be gone, I won't pick Akira Kurosawa's dreams because we'll be he'd be so sad that he missed it. Oh, I would be sad. I have it. I have the Criterion, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about picking that. Uh, maybe we'll do some M. Night Shyamalan. Maybe we'll watch The Village. Oh, oh The Village. That's spooky for or sure. Or maybe we'll watch Nosferatu from 1979. Oh. Or maybe Freaks from 1932. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Oh, man. Okay, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming. Mike yeah, and Caitlin, great, you guys great have been great guests. Great guests. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey. <laughs> Expecto. Patrona! We didn't even talk about it. We-
Wow. We didn't even talk about John Williams' score. That's oh, so good. Oh, it's a great score too. Level score. I feel like this is like the last series that had as iconic of like a score. It is. 